Hey friends, we had technical difficulties when recording this week's show, so we're mixing things up and featuring a talk I recently gave to our local Disciple Makers group. Jesus told us that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. One reason why this was true then and is true now is because most people don't have the heart. So what are the qualities that make up the heart of a laborer? That's what this audio seeks to answer. We highlight three qualities from Matthew 9 and Mark 6. I hope they can encourage you to be one of the few who has the heart of a laborer. Labors are few in part because not very many people have the heart to join Jesus in this work. And in this instance, if you look at Matthew 9 as a whole, the whole chapter, Jesus is just in the zone. Jesus is, he's, he's healing people, he's casting out demons, um, he, uh, he heals blind men, he heals a, a mute. <laughs> I mean, he's just kind of going, and then it says that he starts traveling around from village to village, uh, teaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God, healing every kind of disease, and casting out demons. And that's when we get to the end of the chapter and he says, seeing the multitude, he says, harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And it's, it's so true because in that chapter, there was basically one worker. It was Jesus. And the disciples were with him, but Jesus was doing it all. He was the one teaching. He was the one healing. He was casting out demons. And so the disciples were there. They were learning. They were assisting. But for, for sure... In the most immediate sense there in, in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus was the only worker or laborer that was active at, at that time. So um, if you want to, you can, you can check out Mark chapter 6. I'm just going to look at one verse from Mark chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 34. It's a very similar, it's not a parallel to Matthew 9. But it's very similar. So in Matthew 9, uh, Jesus um, has been teaching and healing and casting out demons. And he's getting ready to send the 12 out on their short-term mission trip in Matthew 10. In Mark 6, Jesus is getting ready to feed the 5,000. So it's, it's different scenarios, but very similar reaction on Jesus' part. Um, so, if someone's got uh, Mark 6.34, go ahead and read that for us. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach, teach them many things. Alright, so, so the heart of a laborer, I want to suggest... Is, is built on three qualities, three characteristics that Jesus had that, that we also need to pray and, and ask God to give us. And the first is vision. And so Jesus was able to see the need in a way that no one else that day could see it. So it says that Jesus saw the crowds or he saw the people, but he saw them in their true spiritual condition, in their their true condition of need, that they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Um, and this comes up again and again when Jesus is, is calling his disciples especially to, to step up and join him in his work. 
it, it starts with vision. We saw it in John 4 this week. You guys remember? He says, he says, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. That's a vision verse, that they are white for harvest. And he had to say that to them because by their human nature, they would say there's still four months until harvest or um, the time is not, not now to do something, uh, to step out in faith. And so the first thing that we need if, if we're going to have the heart of a laborer, a kingdom worker, is vision to see people the way that Jesus sees them. And uh, another great uh, cross-reference uh, to this idea is the Old Testament story of Elisha and his servant. You guys remember the story where um, they come out of the house in the morning and the servant looks up and there's the entire town that they've been uh, spending the night in has been surrounded by an enemy king's troops because they're trying to capture the prophet of God. They're, they're trying to capture Elisha and they've got uh, a whole unit of soldiers completely surrounding the city. Um, and so the servant sees it and panics. It's, like, it, it's, it's all over for us because we're completely surrounded by these enemy troops. And you guys remember what Elisha told him? Anyone? Go back, right? Open his eyes so they may see that those were with us are more than those were with them. Right, he tells him, hey, don't panic. Don't worry. There's actually more people on our side than on the enemy side. And then he prayed that the Lord would open the eyes of the servant, and God answered that prayer, and, and then he saw that, that all around the, the city, besides those enemy troops, were these chariots of fire. Uh, you know, the, the, the Lord's army was there as well, but only Elisha initially had the vision to see the, the spiritual dynamic that was happening. And so I just think you see it throughout Scripture that we need to pray and ask God to help us to see people, help us to see situations, uh, the way that he sees them. And I do think that that, that comes by prayer. Um, so that's the first quality, I think, that will help us have the heart of, of a laborer. And the second, I would say, is concern. So <clears throat> when Jesus saw the people, back to Mark 6, verse 34, and, and knew that they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, uh, it wasn't just. It didn't just stay in his mind. It wasn't just an intellectual assessment of the situation. It says that he felt compassion for them, and so it went from seeing the condition that existed to him caring about that condition. And it's been said that the longest distance in the world is the 18 inches between your head and your heart. That you can know things mentally. And, and yet it not ever change you in the way that you, you feel or the way that you care. I would say that's probably a better way to say it. Um, so this is not so much that we need to be driven by emotion, but we do need to have genuine concern and compassion. So in Mark 6, when it says that Jesus felt compassion, for us, we, we need to understand that as an issue of the heart. But in the text, it's actually describing his, his, his intestines. So the, the literal translation were, is that his bowels were moved when he saw the people, that they were harassed and helpless like sheep without shepherd, which doesn't sound great. 
in English. Gas. <laughs> so, uh, but a better way to say it was that his stomach was twisted or it was a punch in the gut. Oh. It's a very like a um, stomach flip. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. So, but but the idea there is that it's more than it's a very strong reaction that that Mark is describing there. It's not just that he had some emotional feelings. It was that he was torn up about this. Uh, it was impossible for him not to take action. It's that kind of heart heart reaction. So the second quality that we need to ask God to develop within us is a genuine compassion or concern for those around us who, who don't have Jesus or who are struggling. If we're going to become these kingdom workers, these kingdom laborers, and uh, the last quality I would say that falls under having the heart of a laborer is availability. And so, um, so Jesus was available in Mark 6 to teach the people many things. That's the third, third thing that it says there in Mark 6, that he saw the crowds, felt compassion. He began to teach them many things. And we find out that he spends the rest of that day uh, with the crowds, teaching them and pointing them towards the Father and the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew, uh, it's the availability of the disciples that really shows up because at the end of Matthew 9, when he says, pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would send out workers into his harvest, the very next thing that happens in Matthew's gospel is Jesus sends out those 12 into the harvest on a short-term mission trip. And they were available for him to do that. Um, so even though they didn't necessarily have his vision, probably didn't have his, his concern for the people at the end of um, Matthew 9, they did have the availability. And they were willing to be obedient to go out and to begin to represent Jesus and share the kingdom of God with others. And I believe that's part of what helps us cultivate <coughs> The, the concern and the vision. So this, this isn't necessarily that you have to get the vision first and then you, you feel compassion and then you're available. I actually think the availability probably needs to be there throughout so that you can begin to develop that vision and so that God can begin to change your heart so that you genuinely care for others. So... Uh, I wanted to share those thoughts with you guys tonight and just encourage and challenge each of us. You know, where do you find yourself tonight? Because the harvest is still plentiful today, just as it was 2,000 years ago when Jesus first said this. Um, the workers, the laborers are still few. Uh, so the question for us is, well, we, will we be some of those few that Jesus can, can rely on to join him? Because he's going to be in the harvest, whether we join him there or not. Um, and if we want to, then you know, where do you find yourself tonight? Um, is it a lack of vision where you're just kind of going through your days and your weeks and you're not really mindful, you're not really paying attention to the people around you or the situations? Um, so you just don't see the people in the, the way Jesus sees them? Um, I can be guilty of that for sure. Sometimes, if, especially if I'm task-oriented and I'm focused on something, I can just be totally oblivious to the spiritual condition of those around me. And it's definitely a challenging thing about Jesus was that he, he seemed to always have 
time for the people that were in front of him. Um, again, we saw that just this week in, in John 4. Um, so is that it that, that, that we need to develop in the area of vision? Or is it feeling compassion that we care about people the way that Jesus cares about them? Maybe you see the need, but there's different things that can keep us from, from having the heart for others that Jesus has, but they sort of all boil down to selfishness, <laughs> I think, uh, which can manifest in different ways, but um, we tend to be self-focused rather than others-focused. Um, and like we saw this morning for those of us who were part of the Sunday gathering, um, Jesus was always focused on others, even as he went to the cross. He was focused on um, the people, <laughs> even the people that were crucifying him. He was concerned about them. Or availability. Um, and, and these are just practical things that you can begin to think through. Uh, if you're going to have the heart of a laborer, um, these are three practical areas that you can grow in. To, to vision, compassion, and availability. And the good thing is, we can pray. Jesus told us to pray. So we can ask Jesus to develop these qualities uh, within us. And I would say lock arms with the people around you who, who have those qualities most strongly embedded in their own character because it will also rub off. If you're around people that have that vision, that compassion, that availability, um, it's hard to keep hanging around them and not also join them in that. Um, so this week... Um, I want to share those thoughts on the heart of a laborer. Like I said, next week I'd like to share some thoughts on the focus of a laborer. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about some practical ways to get started, either for you or for those that you're trying to develop. Practical ways to get started as a laborer. So, Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.